Hey guys, welcome to our second parter of the uh, of this week's football update. Uh, this is Andy, and this is Robin. Hey guys, so we're recording this on Saturday, so mm-hmm. we should have this uploaded either today or before the games start tomorrow. And uh, mm-hmm. we just wanted to give a little bit of a you know look into what's been going on in the NFL season so far. We're about mm-hmm. a little past a quarter way through the season, and uh, a lot of surprises. Uh, bad teams we thought our teams we thought we bad are doing great. You know, mm-hmm. the flip side teams we thought would be killing it at for what are just kind of squeaking squeaking by. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Robin? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we only think only have about 10 teams with winning records so far, and then there's just a bunch of teams in the middle in that 2-4, two 3-3, two and 4-2 three and, three, and two range, um, or like right around there. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, just a bunch of teams that, it's early in the season with 17 weeks especially, that things can get turned around, but I think... About a third through the season for a bunch of these teams or so that's got to start picking up now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess maybe we'll do like a maybe go through division to uh, division through mm. uh, go through each division maybe uh, thinking about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I'd say maybe since we're probably going to want to save the Bills for last, maybe mm. we'll start in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, the the NFC East is very, mm. very surprising what yeah. happened. Uh, if, if we all figured Philadelphia would be good, we just didn't mm. know how good they were. Uh, more surprising, we thought the Giants would be going through a rebuilding yeah. year, not being 5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Cowboys somehow hanging on mm. after Dak got injured. and Well, the Commanders are, are bad, but that's one thing mm. I think everyone expected. Yep, yep. And the Giants with... Five and one, and with five comeback wins, you know, close wins in London against the Packers, you know, um, they're only lost to the Cowboys, you know, finding a way to get a turnover here and there against the Ravens, the Titans, and the uh, just across the board in all their games, finding ways to win um, with little help at receiver with Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony basically out much of this year, if not all of it, so. Um, and then, you know, Washington's the lone team that's at the bottom, and now Carson Wentz is on injured reserve with a thumb injury. So it looks like it's just those three teams. The Cowboys able to win four games with Cooper Rush. And, again, the Eagles look really strong. One worrying thing about them, though, is just they build up big leads at halftime, and then the offense kind of goes into kind of a stalemate or just a lull. Um, is that a problem they fixed during the bye week this week and then they're able to remove that? Or is that a lingering issue for them? Because in the playoffs, um, it might be tough to have those lulls of a second half against great offensive football teams and still win. Excuse me. Um, uh, yeah, and, and uh, just I think right now I don't know if Washington can really turn it around no. at the moment. Mm-hmm. And you know it's a tough rebuild. I mean, maybe Ron Rivera might be able to get out, and who knows? Maybe he'll go back to. Car- mm-hmm. I think he would do good at Carolina, and it's not so much Ron mm-hmm. Rivera. It's just it's been a history yep. of just the ownership mm-hmm. of Washington since Dan Snyder yeah. has been the owner. They've had great coaches. It just mm-hmm. 
they just just because of the culture or what they want, just they just never have been consistently good. Like I think they only had a few winning seasons, and mm-hmm. again, you just feel bad because there's good talent on the that yeah. team, but they just they don't seem to turn it around. On uh, Jay Gruden's staff uh, years ago, they actually had Matt Lafleur, um, Sean McVay, and I think it might have been Mike McDaniel, but it was also another offensive coach. That oh, oh Kyle uh, Shanahan, yep. yeah, yeah, because his dad, his daddy was, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, was one of the head coaches. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Kimmer was yeah, it was early two thousand tens. Yep, yep, and they had all those three guys who are now pretty big head coaches themselves and offensive guys, and uh, for whatever reason, they never got those guys hired on to be um, the Washington coach. So it's just, mm. I think everyone just hopefully we won't get demonetized. Well, we're not demonetized mm. to begin with, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully yeah. Dan Snyder won't hear this. But yeah. you know, I'm sure a lot of people are a big fan of his. No. Nope. Uh, with the other division, uh, part of that division, uh, with how it's going, do you think all three of these teams might make it into the playoffs with how the other divisions are going, or do you think uh, only two mm. of them will be able to get in? It really depends on how the Rams get back to there because they're three and three, and then the Niners are in that division as well. So who comes out of that West and who's the first wild card team? And if they have a better record than say the Giants or the Cowboys, I'm trying to think of if there's any other maybe and the Packers too. Packers at three and three now, um, do they end up not getting the NFC North but being a team that could get in as the as a wild card? Um, but it is a possibility that at least two coming out of the NFC East and then two wild cards out of the NFC East with the Eagles winning it. And then, you know, you'd only have one other team in the NFC that could get another uh, playoff berth. But And then don't forget about Atlanta either. But, um, yeah. I, 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 again, I, again mm-hmm. every, everything's up in the air at this point. But mm-hmm. I personally think it's a strong possibility that all three teams... Yeah. Uh, the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles could make the playoff. I mean, mm. no one would have predicted it would be this division. Like, everyone was thinking we're going to get mm. to their, that division next. The, it would be the NFC West. But yeah. It's just, again, they have mm-hmm. the most easiest schedule with that division. Mm. And it just, again, they still have a, they have a couple tough games, some of them. Like, uh, mm. I think Eagles are, yeah, they're playing the uh, AFC North this year. But, uh mm. And, and again, it's just sometimes it's luck of schedule, but you know, I'm not taking anything away from those teams. And just before we move on, especially the Giants, like how is Robin has mm-hmm. our former offensive coordinator, yeah. uh, Brian Dable, has turned this into again, it's early to say we still have uh, about 10 or 12 more games. I can't mm-hmm. think off the top of my head right now, I'll be honest, but uh, mm-hmm. but you know, we got about about almost three months of football left and yet somehow they've turned the Giants into a winning winning culture. Yeah, he's done a great job and that whole staff, you know, um Wink Martindale's defense coordinator, you know, seemed to know exactly what Lamar Jackson was gonna do in key situations and you know, he goes from the Ravens defense coordinator doing a bunch of great stuff last year and the past years, but then they get a bunch of injuries at corner and all of a sudden that defense late last year just isn't able to cover anybody and he comes to the Giants this year, defense that has a lot of big contract guys like Leonard Williams, but 
didn't seem to always play to that level. He's gotten them playing great. Mike Kafka is the offense coordinator. And then Dayball just seems to know how to make adjustments at halftime in these games that the Giants are either close in or, you know, far behind, you know, like a couple scores against the Packers and then make the right adjustment. And then they don't, they don't kill themselves with mistakes. They always keep Barkley in the running game going all game long, even if it's going for little gains at the beginning, and then he just breaks a huge one. Um, and again, just very little talent outside, um, and they're still able to win. That's that's pretty impressive. I wonder what their future is beyond this year, and if getting to the playoffs, you know, keeps all those pieces together. But I mean, right now, Brian Dable, coach of the year. It's it's not even a question. At least as of now. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and lastly, if Daniel Jones goes to the playoffs in a winter game or two, I, I mm. think we talked about it yep. last episode, but mm. is there mm. any possibility he stays for a long term, or do you think even if they go mm. a little decently in the playoffs, you think he only stay for like a year or two, or do you think mm. they might try to keep him long term? It's really going to be dependent on where in the draft they are. Do they think a great quarterback's there, um, and where that great quarterbacks a guy that needs a year or two of seasoning or you know they feel can play right away it feels very much like um joe shane who's the gm there now was in the front office in buffalo they're trying to you know get through this period of like not having having very little cap space and some bad contracts and then trying to make the most of it and that first year in buffalo they get to the playoffs and then they decide move on from taylor get him to you know uh new spot and then you know get their franchise qb in that case it was you know josh allen do they adopt a similar plan maybe but i also think you keep jones there if he's won you a playoff game just because you need that veteran presence to help coax along whatever quarterback has you know uh whatever quarterback again need for development as you know they kind of threw josh allen out there first year and ideally they probably would have rested him a little longer but because it was him and nate peterman you know they, they couldn't keep him on the bench excuse me yeah so mm-hmm. yeah it's very very interesting and mm-hmm. you now i forget do the giants have extra first round picks or they only have their own this i year? think they only have their own they didn't have theirs last or yeah they only have their own yeah so if if they do do well and get in the playoffs. What do you think? That's the one side bad bad thing of them doing so well is they won't have the even, even though there is a, a ton of potential mm. quarterbacks in this draft that are supposed to be very good. Do you think that will mm. hurt them in the long run because they're this they'll be that far up? I mean, there's always that that worry, but you know, with a lot of teams that end up tanking and getting a lot of draft capital, the one problem is you don't end up always building that winning culture, um, you know, that, you know, helps keep that, you know, team um, together when, you know, there's a tough period or rough period or two. You're always going to accumulate more talent with higher draft picks, but that winning attitude and, you know, able to um, go through doldrums and, you know, still want to win at the end of the day, um, it provides value in later years. Um, Although you do miss out on maybe the biggest position quarterback. Um, I, if you run your front office the right way, you should be able to get the right guy regardless. Yeah. And you know, maybe they'll mm. just do like uh, what the Patriots did. Uh, mm. It was not 
past year, but two, yeah, two almost two dra- uh, two mm. drafts ago with Mac yeah. Jones, like the mm. other in the right position. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving to the uh, NFC West, this was, in my opinion, the most surprising yeah. uh, division next to the NFC East, just because everyone mm-hmm. was expecting San Fran and yeah. the Rams to be juggernauts. And, and again, this is still early on, mm-hmm. and if any teams can turn things around, it's definitely the Rams and the 49ers, but you know, I think mm-hmm. they've been plagued with injuries. And then... Yeah. Uh, Starting, I think we should start with the Cardinals, though. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they've been having it really rough without DeAndre Hopkins. And yeah, it seems like they got some good pieces now. But do you think it's a little too soon to turn the gas on, or do you think they they'll be able to uh, figure some stuff out? I think there are certain certain things they'll be able to figure out, especially with Hopkins, because he just makes the matchup easier for every other receiver. They lose Hollywood Brown, but you bring in Robbie Anderson. You hope. By week two, week three in, he's um, able to fully um, integrate or mostly fully integrate into the offense. And then Rondell Moore, AJ Green, Greg Dortch, they have some other um, preliminary, you know, guys at receiver. But, you know, the past three years under the Kingsbury regime, they start off really bad or start off really good, excuse me, and then end the season really bad. And this year, they've started off really bad. And you'd think, oh, they get Hopkins. They'll fix a lot of problems. And I think they'll fix it for a few weeks. But at the end of the year, they still have that reputation to me of a team that doesn't finish off the season well. And maybe that's teams figure out Cliff Kingsbury's scheme or you know, Kyler Murray's tired at the end of the year because he's running a lot, taking a few hits, you know, and the offense runs almost exclusively through him and by the time he gets that many hits on him he's you know um beat up or it's just you know a combination of a bunch of different factors and they don't really have elite talent defense either so um i'm not sure how much i think they can maybe get to seven or eight wins but i don't really see them as a playoff contending team would you say it's a safe bet that this would be cliff kingsbury's last year uh, he and the GM did sign six-year extension. So if they make that move, I think if you have a chance at like a Sean Payton or a Ken Dorsey or, you know, a much better, in my opinion, offensive-minded coach, then I think you make that move. But it's, you know, it's going to cost you a pretty penny to do it for that ownership. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, I, honestly, to me, the most mm surprising team in this division is the Seahawks in the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought that they would be one, one in five at this point, but Mm -hmm. somehow they're, they're at 500. They're playing competitive games. Yeah. You know, at the same time, it's win-win for them because even if they somehow get Mm -hmm. nine wins this season, they still have the Broncos draft pick. So I Mm -hmm. I think that they'll have the cream of the crop. Yeah. uh, Any pick they want this year in Mm -hmm. this upcoming draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this year's draft, they haven't drafted well in years. This year's draft, they they got two young starting caliber corners, Tariq Woolen, uh, who's an interception, I believe, in four straight games. He's been a stud out of the fifth round. Kobe Bryant, the other corner. Um, two offensive tackles, Abraham Lucas. Um, the first round pick, Charles Cross. Second round, they get their running back of the future, and now running back of the present, Kenneth Walker, with Rashad Penny being hurt. And Geno Smith... 
uh, leading the league in completion percentage at 73.5. He's had a pretty great career resurgence, whether he's good enough through the rest of this year to warrant being the quarterback of both the present and future. I don't know, but they're going to have the first and second of Denver's draft picks this year, um, and maybe that helps them enough to um, make that decision or build even more around Geno. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be very interesting to see mm. um, what they're going to be doing. But, uh, you know, kudos to them. It's a great yeah. start. Uh, going to the two top-heavy teams, the Rams mm. and the 49ers, it's, it's always been fun the past four or five years. It, yeah. just, it seems like out of any division, they're both fighting for the number one spot every year. Yeah. And I, I think both of them still might wind up with the playoffs. But uh, mm. I think you might agree that I think 49ers might have the slight edge, especially mm. because what 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 uh, player they just traded for. Yeah. And most times I, I wouldn't give that much away, but it, it just feels like mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey might be the perfect fit for that system. And on top of that, mm-hmm. his father as well as yeah. uh, Kyle Shanahan's father both coached and won two Super Bowls together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was on That's Good Sports, but apparently yeah. mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan once babysitted Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah, I well. did hear that story, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's the second third and a fourth this year and then a fifth next year and you know that's it's a lot of capital they've already invested capital with Tyrion davis price third round pick this year uh elijah mitchell last year trey sermon was a third rounder last year that they didn't bring back on the roster jeff wilson was playing really good um you know so they've invested five six picks even before you know um at the running back position under kyle shanahan before they make this move but they do get a bunch, at least one or two more compensatory picks with the coaches they've um, had, you know, as part of the Rooney Rule getting, you know, um, head coaching jobs with Robert Sala, Mike McDaniel, uh, Martin Mayhew, moving from the front office to San Fran to Washington. And they might get a couple more this year with D'Amico Ryan's looking like a great head coaching candidate. Um, so in their mind, they're like, we got a team that's good enough to win it. All in our opinion, we just need that running game to be consistent. And you have a running back that can line up everywhere, catch the ball. You got a receiver that can line up anywhere, catch the ball, run the ball. Tight end who can, you know, block as good as anybody, catch as good as anybody. Same with use check at fullback. So Jimmy G is not the best downfield thrower. Um, he's one of the worst rated. In fact, when it gets beyond 15 or so yards down the field, but in a system where the West Coast and a good run game where you can throw stuff underneath and let those guys run. You hope he's good enough in that situation to um, play extremely well and win. And with pieces like Williams, Bosa, um, across the board coming back, you hope that they can get on some sort of run even these next three weeks with games against Kansas City, uh, another game against the Rams, and then the Chargers, and a bunch of other games. If they can get on a run, you know, and win that division, they're as good a foil to the Eagles as anybody in the NFC. But, you know, it, they've spent a lot of draft capital to get here. Excuse me. And, mm. Yeah, and then the, the other thing is, I, I, per, I could be mistaken. Again, mm. this is a long thing of football, but I think 
overall, I think the 49ers might win the division this year. And I, yeah. I think next year, I definitely think the Rams will bounce back. But, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not even just the Super Bowl hangover. It's just their star lineman retired. And, yeah. and again, just their line is just so bad at this point that yeah. Stafford... Stafford just can't even have a chance. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I think maybe they can squeak into the wild yeah. card, but I, I, I have a feeling that the 49ers got, have this division. Mm. Uh, so, do you think uh, the Rams can completely turn it around or just figure something out to help them somehow get in the playoffs? I think they can figure out to get to the playoffs. There's too much, you know, star talent between Cup, Stafford, Ramsey, Donald to like not at least get in and if they get in you know they're as dangerous as anybody but without that home field and without um, any sort of run game or protection I mean no boom their left tackle replaced Andrew with he's out for the year so you know they're they're in deep whatever with that so there's only so much you can do with no run game and no offensive line, even with as great receivers, even with Van Jefferson coming back. Odell, earliest is mid-November, mid-December is the latest now, reportedly, that he could be um, available for any team. So um, I don't think there's, you know, and Von Miller leaving too, that not having that outside pass rusher to go along with not having your best pass protector, um, it changes things especially when you start getting injuries so mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think where many people agree like this might be a bounce back year mm-hmm. for them and again, and again sometimes that makes the team better in the long run you know mm-hmm. yeah but you know I, I think you know they did what they were set out to do and there's always that cardinal cardinal rule that mm-hmm. you know coach wins the Super Bowl he gets like three to five years to see yeah. back there so, you know, safe to say Sean, Sean McVay is very safe in his job. Mm, yeah. And again, Rams fans, don't, again, don't worry. I think you guys mm. will figure it out soon. Uh, the last thing before we go on to the South, mm. uh, with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, does that give the 49ers an extra edge tomorrow against the Chiefs? Yes, it does. Um, he might only be in the red zone packages, but, you know, I think he can get you a touchdown or two in fantasy just based off that. And, you know, um, they're the tight now with Trent Williams coming back too, that helps out a lot. Um, bring that physical attitude to a chiefs team. That's, you know, I, they got some toughness to them too, but the Niners bring a different sort of edge. So, yeah, it's going to be very fun again. As mm-hmm. Bill's fans, you, you hope the 49ers win. Plus, yeah. uh, I have Christian, uh, my fantasy, my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Now, would you think that his points will be as consistent, or do you think will get get better now that he's with the Forty ers and a better team? I think his touches will be more limited, but they'll meet, be more productive touches because you have to worry about Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and that's becoming one of the best duos in the league to go along with all the other yeah, things that Kyle Shanahan offense can do. It's yeah, and it's a very exciting offense and. Again, mm-hmm. last thing before we get to the South. I, I know we said it when we started talking about the West, mm-hmm. but it's always fun watching mm-hmm. him and Nick Vay go at it. Yeah. Again, I, again, I love both sides of football, and that's mm-hmm. why I love the, both the Rams and 49ers. They're, they're kind of, I don't think they're as complete as the Bills, but they're they're pretty mm-hmm. darn close, I would say. Yeah. 
the kind of mindset, a strong defense and a strong offense. Uh, going to the NFC South, I, I think we everyone figured that the Buccaneers were going to have a rough patch yeah. you know, because of all mm-hmm. the injuries on the line and players. But uh, I don't know if, if everyone expected it to be this bad. Yeah. But, you know, I, I still think at the end of the day, I think Tampa still can squeak into the playoffs, yeah. and still by, even by winning the division. Like mm-hmm. again, Falcons, kudos to them. Like mm-hmm. and that's I think the big surprise from this yeah. division is everyone thought the Falcons would be tanking mm-hmm. and not be this competitive. Yeah, um, Arthur Smith's done a really creative job with what he's done with Marcus Mariota. You'd like to see other coaches in the league do that with their young mobile quarterbacks like a Justin Fields in Chicago or anywhere else. But he's done, you know, a great job. And now even with Cordero Patterson hurt, they still have a pretty good run game. Um, they avoid turnovers. They make enough plays in the passing game. Even, you know, you would hope that they would do more with Kyle Pitts and Drake London. But right now they're not strong enough throwing the ball to do that. And their defense, um, Arno DeBacchetti, the rookie out of Penn State, he's given them a lot of pressures and a lot of great plays on the defensive line. So yeah, Atlanta's beating the spread every six weeks. I know they're only three and three, but in each game they seem to overachieve um, relative to their talent and expectation around the league. And for the most part, I don't think they were, uh, I don't think they were blown out at all so far. No, no. And uh, I think and they should have won that one game against Tampa, but the refs mm. kind of screwed them on that. Yeah. Yeah, the greater so, Jared Sack, um, yeah. Do you, so would you agree, though, you still think Tampa might win the division in the end, though? I think so. I think they go somewhere like 9-8, and 10-7 and seven win that division, and then you get a home playoff game, and you're in the playoffs with Tom Brady. Hey, anything can happen. But the thing is that... Oh, yeah. I, I, I apologize for cutting yeah. in, but, like, since you said it, like, that's the one, the bane of Tom Brady, yeah. I think. Mm. Like, as the Emperor said in Episode 6, I, I'm afraid they'll be fully, like, <laughs> the Buccaneers will be fully operational when the players yeah. arrive, which but, is just... Yeah. But, but it's, it's always interesting to see that. But I, I do apologize cutting off. Oh, no, no, that's good. I mean, the one thing is their run game is one of the worst in the league. Um, their defense still top five, but how long can they play like that being on the field this much? And do you get the sense that Brady isn't fully committed because he's missed, you know, he had the two weeks of training camp. He wasn't there. There was a wedding he went to on a Friday night, you know, and he misses this. So he walked through. I think he, you know, is still trying and still trying to win, but it, between retiring and then unretiring and all this stuff i don't know if you know fully tom brady engaged right now i'll say this i don't think he's intentionally not mm-hmm. fully focused but like yeah this is the, again i love the beauty of life how football is mm-hmm. type is type of art or story is just like mm-hmm. as a kid yes i hate the player of tom mm-hmm. brady but I, I don't wish ill on the man yeah. or his family and mm-hmm. just Again, despite what he said about the military, it's it's you're still feel for the guy. Like yeah. going mm-hmm. through a divorce is a horrible thing, and mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, and I think I mentioned on on our show, like I, mm-hmm. I struggle with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. So this like mm-hmm. things in life really affect how you play and stuff. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. He's still, I don't. If they still think he's in like the top three or four passing yards, but like yeah. if you look at him, he is not. He doesn't look a hundred percent. Yeah. 
but I'll say this, if anybody can turn that yeah. into an advantage and use it, like like we're saying, all he has, all the Panthers, uh, not the Panthers, I apologize, mm. all the Buccaneers have to do mm. is just win it, yeah. you know, just win the division, which I think mm. they can do, and if, again, if anybody can, mm. can turn it around, it's Tom. Yep. That being said, I, I still think he got a little too cocky staying. And again, I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. He he's Tom Brady. That's what he does. But like, mm-hmm. I, my, my brother, who is a, is a Brady fan, even agrees with me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really think he should have just retired after mm-hmm. the seventh Super Bowl ring. Like, he did something no one else did. He, yeah. has, he has the seven rings, and, you know, mm-hmm. he should have just rode off into the sunset. Yeah. What's that, that that saying? Like, don't don't get don't be greedy, as they say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the Saints, uh, again, I just mm. think they've just been plagued. You know, they could have, I think, would have done decent this year. I think they're just plagued by yeah. injuries, and mm-hmm. just at two and five, I don't know if they can turn it around. Like, mm. I'll say this for the Saints: they have a very, they got a lot of good players, so mm. I, I don't think they traded. Uh, I, I think they have most of their picks still, so I still think they can. They do not have their first, and that's, that's because of that's the Chris Olave right. trade, and that goes to the Eagles. So if they you know, are bottom 10, bottom 5 in the league, the Eagles get another nice piece. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And, and while the Eagles were just, again, I know we already talked about the Eagles, like they yeah. were brilliant this year's yeah. draft because they, they mm-hmm. lost a first to get A.J. Brown. Yeah. But then they still got it black. Uh, still got it. Still got it black. Sorry, mm-hmm. guys. Slip the tongue. Uh, they still got it back with that trade. Now, mm-hmm. I, again, I, I apologize. I forget. Was a lively was they, they didn't trade for him. They, they just traded for the to move up in the draft. Yeah, so the Eagles had three first-rounders, and they used one to get A.J. Brown. They used the other to draft Jordan Davis, who's been really good, even though he's had limited snaps as the third defensive tackle with Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. And then the the trade that was originally the Colts, and they got that pick out of the Carson Wentz trade, they used that pick, trade it to um, New Orleans, for New Orleans is 2023 first and a 2024 second. And New Orleans uses that pick and I think another pick or something to move up to number 11 to get Chris Olave. So Chris Olave is a stud, but if the Eagles are able to add another Pro Bowl pass rusher, pass catcher, anything else, you know, with that pick in the top 5 to 10 uh, next year's draft, ugh. Yeah, they're going to be a they're going to be a juggernaut. Maybe they might finally break the uh, mm-hmm. the record of uh, not being. I can't remember. I think it was oh three or four when the last back to back division winner of the NFC yeah. East happened. Uh, do you think the head coach will still stay on after this year? Hmm. For the for the Saints. Ooh, Dennis uh, Allen. Dennis Allen. Uh ooh, he's he's had a tough record. If you know, was a couple years in Oakland and then this. Um, it's a really tough question. No, because they're year to year. They're always going to be restructuring contracts like the Michael Thomas and, um, Calvin Kamara just to, you know, keep those guys. Cause if they just straight up cut them, they would still be paying out salary wise, their contracts anyway, the way that they're structured. Um, so I, I really don't know. 
could they possibly maybe be one of the teams mm-hmm. uh, that will maybe try to pitch to Jimmy Garoppolo to come come there when they're done? Because they do. Have I could a lot see of that. Reason. I could see that, uh, but they also have Winston. I think has another year left on his contract. So, um, yeah, that that could be an interesting option. I could see that. And then uh, lastly, we got the Panthers and. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're going through a restructure, and I'll mm. be honest, I was I was wrong about Matt Rule. You know, some some again, hindsight's only twenty twenty. You know, mm. he had a, Matt Rule had a good rookie year as a head coach, mm. and then last year when McCaffrey got injured, I, I, I I'll be honest, I kind of thought that you know, mm. okay, McCaffrey got injured. Yeah. So I'll say this: that they did give him the cardinal rule that you give a head coach three years. This yeah. is his prove it year, and mm. you know, sadly, it didn't work out. They're, they're, you know, burning the team down, which is smart to get picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, I feel terrible for the interim head coach. It's like, they're, mm-hmm. especially if the rumor's true about DJ Moore, it's like, wh- yeah. what is he going to have left to, mm-hmm. like, do, do you, can you see them winning another, like, another game this year? Honestly, at this point, it's tough to see it because, you know, you don't have a number two now. You don't have, with Robbie Anderson gone, although they've drafted guys you would think have that capability and, you know, they trade in for the Visco Chanel, former second rounder. They used the second rounder, I believe, on Terrace Marshall, who I liked, but he's, for a reason, never active. Um, and now you have no McCaffrey to just throw it out of the backfield or do anything to. And then whenever Baker comes back, whenever Darnold comes back, that whole quarterback situation, at least what they've done is gotten themselves with the trades of, you know, McCaffrey and Anderson five picks, you know, to basically re-get the draft that they traded, you know, away with, you know, get with all the picks that they'd given up to bring in, you know, Baker and Darnold and a piece or two and Matt Corral. Yeah. Yes, they do have their first, which could very well be the number one. So do you think they might just as insurance? Because, like, Mm -hmm. there's rumors that they might try to have Matt Corral be the future guy, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, maybe they'll... You know, they might have if they have the overall first pick. Maybe they'll choose a quarterback. And uh, mm. looking at the so yeah, here's their here's their schedule for the rest of the year. The Panthers are playing mm. the Bucks tomorrow. Falcons the week after that. L. Yeah, L. L. Bengals. Uh, L. L. Falcons. I think an L again. Yep. And again, yeah, just you feel bad for the players <laughs> during a tank. Uh, yeah. The Ravens at 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 the Ravens. That's an L. L. Yep. Broncos, that's the only one so far that seems yeah. possible. But at the same time, though, mm. the Broncos' defense is still yep. really good. Like they're mm. stopping phenomenal offenses, and yeah. and at that point, DJ Moore could be gone. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's that's the only one right now. Seahawks, L. I think I still mm. think the Seahawks can get that. Steelers yeah. with Kenny, that's an L. Mm-hmm. The Lions. Uh, uh, I think the Lions can get that one. Panth- yeah, Bucks and Saints. Yeah. Then Bucks and Saints. Yeah, I-, I think at best maybe one. Mm. And if they're lucky, two. Yeah. And again, you just again you just you feel bad for, for seeing that because you, mm. you know no one wants to con- cons- consistently lose, but it's mm. just sometimes that's what teams do. Is just like let's mm. just embrace the tank and yeah. uh, start strip mining it. Mm-hmm. Oh God! It's just, and again, I I, I always love, I always loved the Panthers growing up. So it's just, 
Mm. You know, it's just sad to see that. Yeah. And everyone, everyone's worrying, oh, God, he has three or four. Like, there's two teams that I'm a true fan of, but I, I just love football so much that I, I like mm. a lot of teams. Like, I'm not a fan of them, per, like, fan-fan per se, but I just enjoy. Mm. You know, I, I think if you're an avid football fan like me and Robin, you, you know, that mm. you wouldn't live and die by them. There's one or two teams you like the most from each division in football, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, Panthers fans, I, I hope your future is bright. Uh, before we go on to the north, uh, do you think they'll try to get a college guru coach, or do you think they'll try to, I don't know, maybe see Sean Payton wants to, like Sean Payton's going to be the bell of the ball at the end of this year? I'll say, mm-hmm. like, there's so many teams that he could go to, and I was going to say Eric Bieniemy, but there's something that came out this year that maybe there's a reason why he has not gotten a head coaching job yet. Yeah, it would be I mean, I don't think the Saints would trade Sean Payne in division cuz they still hold his rights. Ken Dorsey since oh, he was right. in um Carolina, you know, during the big time Cam Newton years, I could see that being, you know, of sorts and he gets, you know, number 1 pick to pick whoever wants at quarterback, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis. Um I could see that too. Um I think they may go away from college just cuz of the Matt Rule thing, but you never know. And then lastly, with the uh, the North, mm-hmm. I think everyone knew that it would be the, the Packers would be a step back this year, but I just, mm-hmm. no one expected me this bad. Like, I don't keep saying mm-hmm. that for each team, but, uh, you know, the, the Bears, everyone expected them to be mm-hmm. probably the worst, and then with the exception of the uh, of the Patriots game, the poor, the poor Lions have been putting yeah. up an, an incredible amount of points, but they just yeah. can't seem to get it, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just quickly touch on the Bears and Lions before mm. we get into the Vikings and Packers. I mm. think I, I don't know if you agree with me. Like I think this is good long term for the Lions because yep. I think that they'll either get some good defensive guys because mm. they're they're scoring a, a bunch. They just can't hold it up the team mm. off. So maybe they can get some strong uh, mm. defensive players or maybe move on from Goth. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling that too. And then, and then. Justin Fields and the Bears. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And I'm an Ohio State guy, for I feel for mm-hmm. Justin Fields. And, and, yeah. and again, there's always some blame for players when they're not playing well. But at, at mm-hmm. the same time, you just you feel for the guy. Like, what, yeah. what is he supposed to do with bad O line, bad receivers? You know, he missed some throws, but there was also you know, Mooney drops the game winner. Seth Marset drops a fourth down. Uh, Villas Jones, the rookie, 25 year old rookie, they draft drops a punt you know you don't have those three mistakes by your receiving core you probably end up winning that game and i again i Mm. I could be totally wrong about this but i I could possibly see the lions being one of the best team there in the next three to four years and Mm -hmm. and i say that because look at where the bills are right now yeah we're in the sixth year of sean mcdermott's reign Mm -hmm. and yes we did make the playoffs his Mm -hmm. first year but that was happy accident yeah mm-hmm. and just and again it takes especially with the team that historically mm-hmm. again the bills were nowhere near as historically bad as mm-hmm. the lions but we yeah. were in a constant you know finding our culture so yeah mm-hmm. what, i guess we're in a long way i'm trying to get is their mm-hmm. head coach is someone is bringing a great culture to that to that locker room and i, I think in the long run that's going to help them 
Yeah. But, uh, uh, th- but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, with the Packers, do you think they can still turn around maybe and try to sneak into the playoffs? Because I honestly think the Vikings have the division at this point. I think it is a little too early to say that, only because the Vikings have been in close games against bad teams like the Bears, the Lions, um, a couple others, and then but they found their ways to win, which proves to me they're at least somewhat different than past Viking teams. Um, but, you know, Green Bay's got to figure out soon. I don't know if it's trade for Chase Claypool, which has been rumored, or trade for Elijah Moore, which has been rumored, or just hand the ball off to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and let them ride up. And then when you need three or four or five plays from Aaron Rodgers, you can get them because he hasn't been trying to carry the team all game you know, or carry that, you know, big an offense all game. The defense not being great has been really surprising because you look across the board, they got first-round safeties, first-round corners, uh, pretty great defensive line, and they, at least talent-wise, and it's just not worked out for them, and I don't know specifically why that is. say this about the fight i guess why i said it was i, I and again you're, you're anything is possible mm-hmm. i just feel the vikings have it just because i think mm-hmm. they just have a better overall roster right now yeah I think at, the, at the end of the day that will do it mm-hmm. but uh again that's the beauty of football like mm-hmm. yeah they, again it probably won't happen but i've mm-hmm. seen before teams like the vikings are like the top of their division they get knocked mm-hmm. back down to the bottom yeah yeah, it's always again. That's that's why we love football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, before we get to the AFC, we're going to talk about some of the uh, mm-hmm. some of the races, you know, for MVP and mm-hmm. players of the year and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, Robin, what 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 are your picks for uh, MVP? Would you say are the top runners? I think right now, um, Josh Allen, since he has, I believe it's twenty three or twenty four. He has more total yards than 23 or 24 teams. He's on pace for um, 5,600-plus passing yards, a bunch more rushing yards. And, you know, I think he's... So 17 touchdowns, four picks, throwing 330 yards a game. And that's with, you know, the Ravens game not being the best weather-wise to have a great throwing game and him being off in that game. And, like, you know, he's pretty much the entire offense when Singletary's not or and the run game as a whole outside of him isn't making plays. Um, he had the one game Miami could have played better um, late in that game, missed a few throws and opportunities, but, you know, he's just been on... When he's on, he's been on another level compared to most of the rest of the quarterbacks. Lamar's had a few moments, but he's also, at least in a couple of games that they've lost, he's made a turnover or two that you know, has helped the other team get back in it. Uh, other than Lamar and uh, and uh, Josh, is there any mm. other dark horse candidates, would you say? I think Mahomes, you always have to put him in the race. Um, gosh, I'm trying to... Th- Micah Parsons, if he continues to, uh, you know, keep them on terror. Although, if they don't win the NFC East, it'll be tough to say a defensive guy should be um mvp but he has as good as case as any because he can line up anywhere and everywhere um you know and just make plays and i just usually 
that's a fun because usually there's like five or six guys, but this mm. year it just seems a little, a little top heavy. Now I don't know about you. Again, you might mm. find this funny. I'm a very superstitious guy, so mm-hmm. like I, that's why I've been happy that Josh yeah. has not been on. Well, then again, the Madden cover curse has been broken. Yeah. But at the same time, would you rather have like would you want Josh to win the MVP this year? Because I don't know how, when the last time mm. someone who won the MVP won the Super Bowl, like like uh, Cam and uh, mm. Matt Ryan went, but they never won it. So mm. do you believe in superstition, or would you rather just say, you know what, Josh, you deserve the MVP? Uh, I mean, if you have the choice between the two, you'd rather just have, you know, the trophy at the end. But, I mean, the way that he's playing, you know, if it comes as part of it, you know, then you're happy with it. But, you know, um, I get the superstition too, but it's, you know, if he plays like that and gets honored like that, then there's not too much you can complain about. Just hope that he's at his best at the most important games um so, january I'm february being, yeah i'm probably just being too over superstitious <laughs> mm. but uh and, and again if any player can mm. break that kind of curse it's i don't, I don't even know what it is a curse if anyone mm. can get over that hump is it, josh and again that's not a knock at all to matt and mm. cam but it's not i'm not even trying to be biased that josh is our quarterback it just mm. josh just feels like he's at another tier Mm-hmm. There's just very few quarterbacks can get to that level, but again, mm-hmm. then again, he is young. But maybe I am being a little biased. But I just, you know what I mean. I just think he's better right now at his peak than Matt or Cam was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, that's probably a discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. Um. So, do you, and for defensive player of the year, would you would you safe to say that Micah Parsons has that? I think so. Um, Alonzo Highsmith's been really great. There's a bunch of great pass rushers like Khalil Mack, Von Miller. But I think Parsons is just, you know, again, he's a linebacker that can cover, run, and then just happens to be an elite pass rusher when he does that, when he goes on the field. I think he probably has the best pass rusher in rate in the league. So when he does rush the passer, him, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, that's just as scary defensive pass rush as any in the league. So, starting with the AFC, I think we should mm-hmm. begin with the, I guess I would say the more shocking mm-hmm. division. Everyone thought, including myself, that the AFC West was mm-hmm. going to be phenomenal this year. Like, mm-hmm. beyond, like, every almost every single, almost all, if not all, of the teams were making playoffs. But, yeah. uh, been very surprising. No, the mm-hmm. Broncos have been, you know, very sadly embarrassing to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prime time. Yep. And uh, and starting with the Broncos, I, I I'll say this mm-hmm. again. I like you said earlier with Matt Rule. I, I think you should give a coach at least three years, and mm-hmm. you know sometimes it takes a, a while to you know figure mm-hmm. everything out, like. Because I'll say this for Russell, that the first quarter of, uh, I believe it was Monday, that that first Mm. quarter was old-school Russell Wilson, and then all of a sudden he just disappeared. Do you think Russell's washed, or do you think he's just trying to figure it out? So he had the shoulder injury, which he had a procedure on the lat shoulder to 
um, relieve some pain. And then late Monday night in that game, he has third, fourth quarter, he has something pull up with his hamstring. So I just think, like, the one thing about Russ is he always had an elite deep ball. And this year, even when he's hit deep balls, they've looked very um, ugly at times and taken a while to get to where they need to be. So I feel like there's got to be something um, injury-wise or, you know, just, you know, um, maybe the past couple years of taking injuries has taken some steam out of that arm and needs some rest, and he's going to actually miss the game against the Jets this weekend. Um, so I think that's definitely part of it, but Nathaniel Hackett giving him three years, it sounds great, and, you know, every coach should get that, but you bring him in to bring an elite quarterback, and I have a feeling that they brought him in thinking we'll make our best effort to get Aaron Rodgers since those two guys were buddies, and when that didn't happen, they went for the second best thing, which is, you know, Russell Wilson on the market, make the trade for him, and then as much as the picks is an investment that, you know, a large contract that they can't get out of until three, four seasons down the road, um, you know, really puts them in a bind. Um, and every game in the fourth quarter there, it's a three point or one possession game. So it's not like they're far off from being four and two or five and one, but they're just not getting the plays in the passing game. And I'm not sure if it's, again, I feel like, they're trying to do the hybrid of what Russ did well, what Nathaniel Hackett, you know, did in Green Bay with Rodgers. And they kind of have to go one way or another. And not having Tim Patrick there and Javante Williams has hurt them as well. Because I think Tim Patrick was the guy that they could use to get key first downs if teams defended the deep ball against Judy and Cortland Sutton. And, uh, again, with the Sean Payton uh, mm-hmm. kind of, Denver could be a great place for Sean Payton to go. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good players there, so I'll, I think it's fifty-fifty. If like I will say, I think Hackett will have the whole year mm-hmm. at least, unless there's the next couple games are just horrific. But I don't know if they'll be that bad. Uh, going to speaking of teams only losing losing by one score or more, the, the Raiders are just mm, yeah. It's been very sad to see. You know, they have a lot of great players. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you say it's more McDaniel's than the team, or mm. what would you say? I mean, the the three close losses. One's to Arizona, so that's not great, and they had a twenty point lead. One of them's a one point game to Kansas City. Um, so they compete well, but, you know, had some questionable decisions, have the play with Devontae Adams running into Hunter Renfro. They have him shove a person off the um, stadium crew or whatever, and that puts him in a bad light. And then, you know, lost to the Chargers and the Titans early. Um, but they could get on a run with their next two games being Houston and New Orleans, and then, you know, get to 3-3. and throw, three and four get to four and four four of a sudden they're right back in you know the thick of things in the afc um but again they have to pick it up soon i mean it's i feel like they had a lot of things work their way when they had that you know four game run at the end of the year to get into the playoffs and and i think some of that is coaching because basaccia for whatever reason was able to motivate the guys get them in the right spot even when the receivers weren't Devontae Adams. There were Zay Jones and um, who else was there? I'm trying to think. But nobody huge like they have now with, you know, um, Adams. But um, I think 
if they can put it together in the next couple of weeks, they can be a team that's kind of scary. And it feels like now they're going to more of a, we can throw it downfield, but we want to depend on the running game hugely as well with Josh Jacobs and then take our play action shots downfield. I will say, I, I still think that, uh, mm-hmm. that, um, Mark Davis made, I, I really think Spaccia should have, uh, mm-hmm. he, he really should have gotten the head coaching job, yeah. especially what he did last year. And mm-hmm. people are saying that, you know, this is classic McDaniels with the Broncos, but, mm-hmm. uh, Again, it's still beginning of the season, so yeah, mm. he, he still has time to prove us wrong. But um, yeah, again, they do have they do have great players, and if mm. any, again, like you said, if any team can kind of turn it around, you know, mm. well, you know, they only like we keep saying they only lost by one score or less. Mm. You know, I, I really do agree that they have the potential to turn around, but it's it's kind of like they have to win almost every single game. Yeah. Enough games, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to uh, Kansas City, you know they are the undisputed number one team, but mm-hmm. uh, you know the Chargers are still nipping yeah. at their heels, and that's with an injured Justin Herbert. And mm-hmm. honestly, in my if Justin Herbert did not get injured mm-hmm. in that game against Kansas, I think they could have because like mm-hmm. he was. It just—it felt like they were winning that game until an injury happened. Uh, I think it was that was a Thursday night game. If I remember yeah, correctly. yeah, and I think they had the bad interception where um, Gerald Everett's a big catch and then is winded and he's wanting to get off the field, but they rush up to the line, they get ready to throw him a quick pass, and he's you know out of place because he's so winded, gets picked off, goes the other way. Um, that was maybe the play that really um, killed the Chargers' chances and. They're still 4-2, though, but um, the Chiefs got a tough game in San Fran, and the, you know, Chargers go up to Seattle. And, you know, it'd be very Charger of them to have the Chiefs lose, but then on their end, not win in Seattle, so that they both end up 4-3. and three. But if, you know, if it goes, Chiefs lose, Chargers win, all of a sudden the Chargers are at the top of the division for our brief that could be um they need guys like jc jackson who you know they paid a bunch of money to out of new england and i'm not sure if they're not in man coverage all that much for whatever reason but that was the one thing outside of him going against von diggs he did really well and because he's playing a lot of zone he's um so far one of the top two or three worst corners graded corners at least by pro football focus and that's not what you brought him in for. So maybe, and he got benched against Denver. So maybe he starts to get back together after this. But they really uh, need him to. And then you know, they did have you know luck go on their way with a muff pump by Denver to help them win that game in overtime. Um, but they are four and two, so they they could still be a good um, wild card team. But they need Keen Allen to get healthy too. I was going to say, it looks like he might play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They say they have high hopes right now. Yeah. Would you say it would be better to heal up for another week, or would you try to get him in as soon as possible? I mean, hammies are, you know, a very fickle thing. You know, for some guys, they're able to recover it from a couple weeks. For others, it takes a whole year. If they can find a win, way to win Seattle without him, that'd be huge. But, you know, they could get surprised by Seattle, too. Um, you really do want him healthy at the end of the year because teams are starting to key on Mike Williams and 
um, Patrick Sertan really shut him out um, this last game. So Mike Williams just, for whatever reason, he's not consistent enough to be at one because he can have, you know, 10 catches, 150 yards one game and then be completely blanketed the next. Yeah, but I, I will say with Keenan Allen coming back either this mm-hmm. week or next week, that's going to be very beneficial for them. And it mm-hmm. either right now or very soon, I think, Herbert will be starting to heal up a little more with his uh, mm-hmm. with his injury. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, kudos to them. Like, they've been winning enough games. And, and again, anything's possible. And I, I think they have a strong possibility of beating the Chiefs in their, at, at their home. But, you know, it's very early to say. And with the Chiefs, you know, they, I think next to the Bills are one of the two or three best teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, so the cap space they did, uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about uh, going through the Chiefs right now is mm. they're kind of doing the smart thing. You lost mm. to the Bills, but, you mm. know, you don't, you don't, you know, like sit back on it. Mm-hmm. They freed up a bunch of cap space with uh <clears throat> with Travis Kelsey. Now, what yeah. do you think they did that for? Because obviously now uh, it's not Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I, I know it was the Rams of the second biggest team that were trying yeah. to get McCaffrey, but were the Chiefs involved in it at all, did they say? Uh, I'm not sure if it, they were. They've always been, you know, we're not even sure how involved the Bills were because it's rumored that one thing is they reached out, but they never offered. Another thing is they offered a second, weren't going to win any further. Um I don't know what the Chiefs were because I feel like they do have pretty good running backs. Um, McKinnon, when he comes in, has been pretty good. Alaire has had great moments and then also moments you don't see much of. And then uh, Isaac Pacheco, the rookie's got a lot of potential. Um, but I think I think it's for something like a DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Elijah Moore type of receiver, um, maybe, or a pass rusher. Um, like a Brian Burns or a Bradley Chubb or something. Maybe one of these teams that continues to lose is willing to give up a piece that they will likely either lose in free agency or not be willing to sign to a massive deal. That's where Kansas City can come in and kind of say, hey, we'll keep you around for, you know, the rest of this stretch run and hope you're an impact player. Now, you don't think they would offer all that just for Odell? Or do you think they'll try to do that just to spite the Bills? I I, I don't really know because we don't really know Odell's timeline. It was once mid-November, but now it might be mid-December. By then, do you feel like your receivers play well enough to not need him on the roster um, for not just the Chiefs, but all the other teams that would be interested, like the Rams and Bills, too? Yeah, so it's just it's very interesting mm. to see. And looking at the other receivers that are free right now, mm. you have T.Y. Hilton, who yeah. uh, mm. I, don't, I don't know if someone will sign him just because yeah. he's been out there for a while. Uh, the one player I was I, look, I was surprised about today is Will Fuller still mm. out there. Yeah. Now, is that because Will Fuller, they assume, is more injury-prone, or do you think they're just people are not very hot on him at the moment? That, and he may want too much money. I've heard things like he said in the past, they never wants to go to a cold weather team. So, um, you know, that kind of limits your options um, in a lot of places. So, But I also think that teams have found you can get receivers either cheaply on the free agent market or, you know, um, in drafts in the mid to late rounds, at least get a piece to receiving core. And then those guys are willing to contribute on special teams 
play at a lesser amount of money. So I feel like at the receiver position, as flush as it is with, you know, the passing game and everything, um, if you're bad for a year or two or injury prone for a year or two, people do forget about you very quickly or you cause issues in the locker room. Teams are like, we can find that anywhere with the way that the passing game, um, you know, encourages high school and college kids to just go to the quarterback and receiver position and develop their skills at that spot. Yeah, so so it is safe to say that they are going to be doing something with that mm-hmm. cap space, but it, yeah. it does look like it's most likely going to be for trade because I'm, I'm looking at the free agents available mm-hmm. right now. And, yeah. I mean, obviously, other than Odell, I don't really see that in any position there's any really top-tier people left mm-hmm. or decent, decent, so to speak, like, you know, that can really bring an impact to your game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, I, I still think the Chiefs will win the division, but there mm-hmm. could be a slight chance that, that Los Angeles could upset them. But mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's still a long season to go, and always exciting watching those two teams play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the South have been, the I would say, the most disappointing division in the AFC this year, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still, I think, the top three teams, could, all three of them could potentially win this division uh, the, mm-hmm. the Titans are three and two. They had their bye. The Colts are three, two, and one, and the Jaguars are two and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the Jaguars' record, I think with the exception of one game, they've been putting up a ton of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what, what do you think about this division and what's going on so far? The Colts look like a team that were maybe a top ten team in the draft, and you know their defense has played extremely well. Most of the year, but especially recently, Devon Gilmore's looked like the Stone Gilmore's of old. They got good pass rush with Quiddy Payne and DeForest Buckner. And the last game, they were able to win with no Naheem, not, Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. And you feel like, I'm wondering if they will change the way that they play because of the way Michael Pittman made plays and Alec Pierce made plays to go from a ground and pound run team to allowing. Matt Ryan to throw the ball a bunch around the field. The one thing that concerns me is he's been very turnover prone, and when he sees any sort of pressure, he takes bad sacks, fumbles, throws some bad interceptions. But the Colts have the type of defense they can keep him in any game, and now they have a couple of receivers that can make plays, which they didn't have at least consistently in the past. Um, but I do feel like the Titans, when they have Derrick Henry rolling, and can make a couple plays downfield with Tannehill off play action and their defense plays well, are the best in that division. Um, but with Traylon Burks um, out some with injury, um, I don't know if they have the horses to you know, either confirm that division or if they win that division do much in the postseason. I mean, they have some players, but I, I just don't think they can win the division on the, just on the back of Derrick Henry because, you know, mm-hmm. they used to have A.J. Brown, and just now it just doesn't seem very feasible to mm-hmm. win. I, I'm personally going to go with, I think the Colts will still win the division in the end, but uh, what, what do you think? Mm. I still feel like the Titans as of now, but this week's game could make a big difference because it is Colts at Titans, and if the Colts could somehow win that, game that would you know um finally get them some divisional wins in the um 
in this one, although they did beat Jacksonville last week, and that was a big hurdle for them because they never won. They still won Jacksonville in a long time, but it seemed like Jacksonville had their number in a lot of key situations, and they reversed that um, this past weekend. So maybe they do that again with a Tennessee team that swept them last year. And I think the big the big mm-hmm. thing about the Colts is they beat the Chiefs, which I, I don't think even because they're playing the uh, the I'm sorry the AFC West this year. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I don't really see any of the other teams going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's been weird because the South have won a bunch of games against the West, which you'd think would be reversed um, before this year started. But who knows how that if that continues throughout. I still think uh, this is this division is going to be neck and neck till the mm. end of it. Yeah, and which is always fun. That's why you love mm. football. There's always two, maybe three mm. divisions by the last week or two that are decided last moment. Yeah. Uh, Houston, uh, you know they're going through a tank. Uh, mm. They have their version of this of a playoff win this year by mm. Jack Easterby finally. Leading. Yeah, yeah, he was just a mess for that organization. Made convinced Bill O'Brien he should run the whole thing. Um, you know, apparently he was when Houston was still knowledgeable of some of the stuff Sean Watson did. They still gave him the big deal. He was the one that kind of forced them to think about trading away to DeAndre Hopkins. So the, now that he's out of the way. The organization can start to, you know, uh, build themselves back up. And there was a YouTuber, Brett Coleman, who's a huge Houston fan uh, for a long time. But the more he heard about um, Jack Easterby having more and more influence, the less he was into them. Now he's back into kind of rooting for them um, with that move. But, you know, they still need to figure out some stability in their coaching staff and maybe their quarterback of the future, who that is, but they will very likely have two um, first rounders with their own. That'll be top five to 10. And then who knows what Cleveland's will be um, by the end of the year. And then uh, lastly, what what are your thoughts of uh, the Jaguars? Uh, when they were two and one and, you know, they almost beat Philly with all those turnovers they had, it was looking like this is a team that could very well win that division. Now they've taken a couple hits and, um, you know, I don't know if, um, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones is enough in the passing game to, um, really win them games where their defense is an elite, um, Lauren still, you know, has his issues here and there. But I do think having a number one type receiver, maybe you get that in the draft. Maybe you try and go after DJ Moore. But until they have that guy, a lot of the close losses that they have might still stick in there if they don't, you know, get that type of player that can take the pressure off them. I'll say this, though. They got a very good running back. I don't think there is on, on as tier, top tier is Hunt and uh, mm-hmm. Chubb, but... Uh, Robinson and ETN are doing a pretty good job. Yeah. And you go, you got Trevor Lawrence and uh, Mm -hmm. Doug Peterson. So I I don't think they'll win it, but I, there's, there is a way Mm -hmm. they could win it. Cause again, they're only one, they're only one way when, uh, behind the Titans and Colts. And they, they Mm -hmm. do have the, uh, they did split with, with the Colts. So they just got to focus on the Titans now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, focusing uh, now, going to the north before we get to our AFC East, uh, I, I actually kind of felt how this this would feel like when I was thinking. I, I had a feeling that the Ravens and Bengals would be in the mm. top, and then you know the Steelers are going through a restructure, same as the Browns. Mm-hmm. I'll say one thing for the Steelers, though. Uh, again, always too early to say, but Kenny Pickett has been looking pretty bright so yeah. far. Yeah, he has four picks, no touchdowns, but he's looked as impressive as a player that has those stats can be. He's just willing to take his shots, go downfield. Um, although I, he did throw a touchdown. Yeah, I think he threw a touchdown, so he does have a touchdown pass to Najee Harris that they had against uh, the um, Bucks. although the credit for the win has to go to um, their last win has to go to Trubisky because he made some incredible plays on the run against uh, Tampa, but they're a team that, you know, um, any given Sunday can beat you. I think that game where they got beat up from the Bills, which is they ran into a buzzsaw, um, and, you know, they couldn't take field goals or put points on the board because the win was so bad in that game. And then once, you know, their secondary was beat up, they couldn't match up with those receivers. But then next week they go against Tom Brady and those receivers, and they play really well and um, keep out of the end zone for much of that game. And, and looking at their record, I, mm-hmm. I honestly think the Steelers could win six, maybe seven more. And yeah. Just, mm-hmm. as, as, I, I just, as a football fan, you love records. And I just really mm-hmm. hope that that record of Mike Tomlin never having a losing season continues. Yeah, yeah. Um, going to Cleveland, mm-hmm. again, I'm sorry to my, my cousins in Cleveland, mm-hmm. but this season kind of feels like a reap what you sow kind of, yeah. kind of season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all uh, that. You know, yeah, draft capital into Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, I mean, this year the cap hit isn't huge for him, but next year it is, and then, you know, yeah, worry. Well, how are we gonna? That's why they didn't bring or sign Kareem Hunt an extension because they know next year they're going to be paying twenty million plus to Watson, Miles Garrett, um, Amari Cooper. You know, talented guys, but it's going to limit what their flexibility and what they can do in the future. And then uh, Watson comes back after 11 games, right? Yes, yep. Mm -hmm. So that means he'll play about five or six games, I think? Yep. Mm -hmm. So even if they win all those games, Mm -hmm. let's let's say, and I don't think they'll win all of them, but even if they do, Mm. I don't see them winning enough while Mm. he's still gone to make a run for the playoffs. Yeah, and I was thinking... Early in the year when they started 2-1 and one, with their only loss being that weird one against the Jets that was a possibility that, hey, you're only a game or two back in the division. You can make a run at it. Uh, the way their defense has played the last few weeks and Brissett's kind of come down to earth, uh, I, I'm not seeing it, um, you know, unless they get that side of the ball fixed and Brissett plays as well as he did early in games and doesn't have those really bad turnovers um, Yeah, and uh, going to the uh, the top two teams of the division, uh, Bengals and Ravens, they kind of felt feel like they have opposite starts. Like the Bengals started off kind of rough a, a bit, mm-hmm. and the Ravens seemed pretty hot, but they're kind of like flipping. Like the Bengals are, they have a young offensive line, either drafted mm-hmm. or just new players. And it feels like they're finally catching their groove and working together to protect Burrow. And now that Burrow has more protection. Mm-hmm. 
he and that offense is just firing off like they did last year. Mm. Whereas the, the Ravens, though, on the flip side, like they just can't hold yeah. leads. And I don't know, it, like even though Lamar can have plays, other than the first few weeks, it just seems like they're struggling as of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the close games, like you miss, you know, not having, I think we talked about it in the last show, but Bateman not being there to make one or two big plays. Um, you know, Dobbins is now out for four to six games, so now you have to depend on Kenyon Drake. You brought, you know, off of, you know, waivers late in training camp and all that. And now, you know, it really does come down to Lamar, and sometimes as a result, he tries to make any and every play. And at this point, you know, you have to make sure that um, make the spectacular, but don't have the play because you're trying to look for spectacular stuff that ends up um, putting your defense on a short field. Um, but you know, they they've been dominant at times in those three win, or excuse me, three losses. And if you change one of those losses to a win or two of those losses to a win, we're talking about them king for the top of the AFC. So, um, but I feel like the Bengals, if they can get a run game, um, which they haven't really had much of all year, um, they can, you know, still be a pretty solid um, team in the postseason again and a dangerous one. They do because Mixon's a pretty darn good running back. It just mm. doesn't feel like they've been using him as, as good as he can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so do you think the, the Ravens can get through their struggles? Because, like, there's a lot of YouTubers out there, like Urinating Tree, mm-hmm. who's been saying, like, that, that, uh, that Harbaugh and some of the players uh, – so, not the players, I'm sorry, the coaches have been mm-hmm. kind of stagnant of late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Greg Roman's, you know, been their offense coordinator for a while, and they just have never really – um, outside of that first year where Lamar has been the was the MVP his first full year that as offense coordinator they've never had consistency from the offense and, and, and if I remember correctly Brett Roman was the Bills coordinator for a while and yeah. we always had great remember that was back when our logo mm. was run deep and yeah. again it was just you you're, you make make great yards and stuff like that and I think that's the perp is that that offense is Mm. I'm sorry, Lamar is the perfect player for that kind of offense, but I think it only goes, will mm. take you so far, yeah, so to speak. And uh, do you think Lamar should have signed early? Because, again, he, he was offered mm. a great deal. And at the beginning of the season, it seemed like it was a smart move. Now looking back at it, it's mm. like if he keeps playing like that. Do you think like they'll offer a slightly less contract or – how do you think that contract will go with? Lamar? I think the big thing with that contract is he won fully guaranteed, and that contract was about two and a half, um, three of six years guaranteed. And you know that you know he won the fully guaranteed because that's what Watson got. And you could argue that Lars accomplished as probably more, but at least as much as Deshaun Watson. Um, so in his mind, I think he views himself as knows himself to be a special talent and um everything else so um but again um i feel like if he got to the open market tomorrow there'd be at least you know 15 20 teams that would you know think and we can improve a quarterback might as well bring him in you know and see what we can do with him do do you think he'll 
he'll stay with the Ravens in the long run? Uh, I mean, the Ravens have his rights, so I would think so. But who knows? Because you know, I if think this is his last year, though, right? Because it's yeah. his fifth year. Yeah. Um, but they can always franchise in the next two years, and that would be about fifty mil on the cap each of the next two years. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. I always mm-hmm. forget about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I think I'm just going with my gut. I think the Bengals are going to win this in the long run. I just think they mm-hmm. have a better offense overall, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's going to be close. It'll be close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just think that the the, the total offense and deep the combined team. Mm-hmm. of the Bengals will give them the slight edge at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, last but not least, we go to our home, the AFC East. Mm. Uh, some surprises, like, uh, but I think everyone knew that the Patriots were going to start bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, no one expected it to be that bad at first, but again, mm-hmm. Bill, Bill Belichick is Emperor Palpatine, and he just readjusts and He's found something to help him keep winning, and mm-hmm. I, I would not be surprised if they they become ten and seven. Ooh, wow. The Dolphin, uh, or maybe not that much, mm-hmm. but you, you know what I mean, like maybe yeah. nine, nine and eight, ten and seven. Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. if any coach can do it, it's Belichick. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins had a you know great start, but as we've predicted, if all the injuries of the players, they're they're mm-hmm. not they're more top heavy than like the Bills, so that's why they lost some stuff. So mm-hmm. they stay healthy, they can make a run for the, mm-hmm. one of the spots in the playoffs. And then the one surprise everyone is shocked yeah. if is mm-hmm. the Jets at 4-2. Yeah. Do you think uh, Salah has the right culture, or do you think it's a fluke how the Jets are doing right now? I think they mostly have the right, the right culture. Um, they've built it around really great defense. Quinn Williams has been a stud, C.J. Mosley, and then secondary, Sauce Gardner, Gardner DJ Reed. Um, the one thing that worries me, they won all three games with Zach Wilson, um, outside of the comeback against the Steelers, he hasn't been, at least stats-wise and maybe on the field, too impressive throwing-wise. And you have Elijah Moore, who's not happy. Supposedly, he's at for a trade. He's not playing this weekend against Denver. And Denver's playing with Brett Rippon at quarterback. It is in mile high, but you would think if the Jets are as good as they've been the last couple weeks, they find a way to win that one. Um, if they don't, it might be a little fluky, but if they win, they get to 5-2. and two. Then they get two home games against a team that beat them senseless last year, uh, the Patriots in both games, and then the Bills as well. So they have two home games in division after the game against Denver. So if they're 5-2 and two entering those two, we'll get a better sense of them after those two games. Um, but Brees Hall has been you know, just an incredible player for them as well. And yeah, if they depend on him in the run game, they can play with anybody for at least a while. I'm not sure if they have enough in the passing game to um, be a team that you just say, oh, they're making it in in the postseason. Yeah, and then uh, what are your thoughts of uh, the Dolphins and Patriots so far? Uh, Dolphins, you know, the first three games, you know, McDaniel's able to beat Belichick, John Harbaugh, Sean McDermott does a really good job. Tua's throwing it over the field, at least in one of those games and then um you know they you know try and play them probably when they shouldn't and it you know sets them back a couple games um Tyreek Hill is on pace to have close to 2,000 yards and him and Waddle are as good as any receiver doing the league but 
Um, some of their moves haven't been quite as productive. Byron Jones has been hurt at corner. He was a big free agent signing. Chase Edmonds brought in after the first game. Doesn't get a ton of the snaps. It's mostly Raheem Mostert. And then Turn Armstead's been banged up as their left tackle. Um, so, you know, they hit on a couple big moves, and you're hoping to as the guy. But, you know, their depth across the board has been tested at quarterback, at a bunch of positions. And then, you know, they signed Cedric Wilson. We haven't seen much of him due to injury and how much they use their other two guys. So um, uh, some of those moves I think he questioned a little bit. But if they Tua gets back healthy and plays like he did early on, um, they could still, you know, make a run for postseason at least and the division if they but if they really need to, you know, pick it up. Um, as soon as possible. And they, that Steelers game, they're playing at home on Sunday night. That could be either they pick themselves back up or um, they continue to fall down the standings. Yeah, and hmm, again, I'm just looking mm-hmm. at at their at their team. It, it's kind of a coin flip for me of how their mm-hmm. season can go. They still can make the wild card, I think. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lastly, how, how do you feel about Bill Belichick? I think, you know, as much as we criticized him for, you know, a bunch of the drafting and everything else, um, you know, and some of the big free agent signings, last couple years, at least in the draft, he's done, you know, a pretty incredible job. I mean, he's put Bailey Zappi in a position to succeed. Um, last couple wins, do you take that as they fair down are going to play that way the rest of the year? It was the Browns and the Lions. Um, so I don't really know, but you know, they get a game Monday night home against the bears and then go at the jets. Um, you win those next two and all of a sudden that's a team that can sneak in the playoffs and, um, Belichick has the type of mind to keep that team in games and the young players that they brought in Ramondre Stevenson, Zappi, Taekwon Thornton, you know, um, have done a really good job. It's weird though, that they might move on from Nelson Aguilar and, Kendrick Bourne at receiver, but I feel like they have enough young talent that position that you might as well try and get picks for them and let the young guys like Jacoby Myers and um, Tyquan Thornton and Devontae Parton, who's had some great plays recently, um, really lead that receiving core. And the, the one thing, you know, you hate Belichick, you have to admire him. Any mm-hmm. other coach after the before they won their past two games would just be Mm-hmm. part of my friends crapping their pants or mm-hmm. just like worrying but it's just like he just stares in the abyss and just does not blink yeah. just, mm-hmm. he is at a point and you know he has a rough few years since Brady left mm-hmm. there's that great, great quote like they were mm-hmm. criticizing him about some stuff and how the team was when Brady left uh, three years ago it's like mm-hmm. sold out three Super Bowls which yeah. I, I would do that in a heartbeat if you have yeah. a rough couple of years readjusting like mm-hmm. It feels like he's slowly building pieces. That's yeah. again, I'm a very statistical kind of guy, and I, I like reading mm-hmm. history about stuff like that. Like he's slowly building his foundation mm-hmm. for the next. It's not trying of a dynasty. Yeah, like, yeah just, mm-hmm. and it just you feel for players, but just if mm-hmm. anybody not care where Mac Jones is drafted, it mm-hmm. is Bill Belichick. Yeah, he just. He does not, again, it shows in history, he has expensive mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. and he just gets rid of them. It's because yep. he knows that a player, another, a younger player can fit mm-hmm. the system better. Yeah. 
it just it, again I, I i know i said it already but mm-hmm. you can't help but admire that that's yeah. just that's just incredible uh looking at the uh the playoffs ahead before we get to our beloved bills mm-hmm. who do you think will be getting in the playoffs two of the teams or maybe all three i don't know who i don't think mm-hmm. all three but i think two can make it yeah theoretically all four could make it if they were all if the two through four teams were good enough but um to be the three playoff teams in the FC wild card but you're thinking one of Kansas City and San Diego will be a wild card you're th- or LA Chargers excuse me um uh you'd think one of Ravens or Bengals whoever win- doesn't win that division will get in so uh it'll be a battle between you know um those, you know, three teams that finished two through four in the AFC East. And maybe only one comes out of it being a wild card team. Um, if you're if you're just doing, if it were coach, it would be Belichick. If it were um, quarterback, or no, yeah, quarterback out of those three, probably Tua, because he has that and the weapons around him. But if it were just... Which team is the most, you know, least injured and physically able to dominate teams with just impressive players? You can make a case it's the Jets. So whatever wins out over those three um, elements will probably be the team that, you know, um, gets at least the first, if not the only wild card spot out of that AFC East division. And I will say the one negative... Mm -hmm. For the Jets is they did lose to the Ravens, mm-hmm. and yeah. because that, that they would the Ravens could get in just because of that head to head because mm-hmm. they lost to the Dolphins, so the Dolphins got that. And mm-hmm. oh yes, and that's right, they did. That's right, they did beat the Patriots. So mm-hmm. I thought at first that those teams could take the Ravens, but uh, I don't know if the Ravens are going to go eight. Eight and eight, like I could see them being a ten and sixteen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think it will be three, but maybe mm-hmm. at least two, depending on because I, I don't think there will be any other team in the playoffs other than uh, the division winner for the South. Mm-hmm. And I have a very strong feeling it's going to be the, either the the Chargers or the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I, again. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Charizard and Chiefs are both going to be uh, in the playoffs, to, to, regardless of what yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, last but not least, you mm-hmm. know, how about them Bills? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this, this, this must be what our family, our mm-hmm. parents, yeah. our, our older siblings, uncles, and friends felt mm-hmm. like during the nineties. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, the last three years they've been one of the top couple teams in the AFC, two or three teams minimum. So, um, you know, the first six games you're thinking, uh, best case four and two, but they could have, you know, they probably should have lost at least one of those two games, uh, Miami and Baltimore. And they did lose, um, the way that they missed opportunities, but even games where they've won, you know, against the chiefs, against the Titans and the Steelers, there's multiple opportunities where they miss in the red zone. Don't score in the red zone. You hope during the bye week, they rectify that. Um, you're going to get Trey White at some point back. Um, but Von Miller has been as good as any 
um, free agent pickup on a defense since a long time ago. You know, um, when the cow, it reminds me of when the Cowboys, you know, they didn't get him in, you know, Von Miller in trade, but it was like getting, you know, Charles Haley from the 49ers that the Cowboys did. And then it changed that whole, um, added that pass rush element to the defense and it changed um, so much because teams have to double team him and then worry about, and then they forget, you know, Russo has developed, uh, Shaq Lawson has been great, Jordan Phillips. And even when they've missed guys like Phillips and Oliver, um, Hyde being her, which stinks, you know, you'd like a guy like Mike Hyde that's been there the whole time to, you know, reap the benefits of that this year. But if they do win it this year, it's going to be without him, which is unfortunate. But um, they found a way to, you know, um, win a couple tough games, which was a major criticism of them last year. And if they can, you know, have that ability to do so, not play the best game and still win, but also, you know, be able to dominate when they should, um, they're going to be, you know, a tough team to beat. And you hope that, you know, they get through the rest of the season completely healthy without the injury issues that they've had and can also at the same time get that home field because when they're in Buffalo and in that, you know, hornet's nest up there, whether it's warm or cold, um, there's, you know, very few environments in the league that are that raucous. And uh, just to follow up on Vaughn, like I love that his, his new nickname is the closer because because mm. usually the closer is usually meant for baseball. Is yeah. Well, actually, no. Yes, it does work because mm. if you think about it, a pitcher is the defender yeah. for the mm. team. So that, you know, I, I take that back. That does work, and in a way, mm. he is the pitcher of uh, of a defense. You know, just yeah. he makes sure that the other team does not win. Mm. Yeah. And just everything we hope for and just I can go on for hours mm. he's not only been a, an asset on the field but off the field yeah. he's the mentor we needed mm. he's someone to give them advice how to feel during a Super Bowl year like hey mm. guys enjoy the win but just keep calm and collected and yeah. that's what I love about them just one week at a time mm-hmm. and like you I have nothing but love for the 90s bills but yeah. mm-hmm. they were quite the partiers at yeah. the same time and yeah. there's there's some evidence that some of those Super Bowls were even especially the first one they kind of partied a bit too much before mm. the Super Bowl yeah that being said again nothing but love yeah. I love mm-hmm. those guys but uh again I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse yeah. but just you know just it just feels really great mm. you know just to feel like one of the if not the best team in the league so yeah. uh mm. I think we both agree that the Bills are going to win the division this year. I feel like it that too. Um, you know that you were thinking that first six games that's going to be tough and that's going to ease up. But you know, Green Bay, for as much as they struggled, they still got Aaron Rodgers. So that game, you know, you still have to take that game super serious, and I think they will. Um, the next week they have to go to New York and the Jets, and the Jets might be six and two by then. So you know, technically at that point you might be fighting for a division lead. Um, and then the next week, I believe it's their, their home against um, the Vikings, um, who are currently five and one. Who knows what they'll be at that point? But Stevon Diggs revenge game. Um, so you know they have to keep playing hard and keep winning. But if they can continue to do that, um, you know, stay healthy and everything, you know, you hope that they, at the end of the regular season, 
end up as at least one of the top two, if not the top team, right? She's in the AFC and then they, you know, are ready and healthy for the postseason, you know. But we got a long way to go until then. And then uh, lastly, before we hang up, guys, uh, we, mm. we did our predictions of how the, uh, the playoffs would look. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the year, when the playoffs happen, we're going to mm-hmm. kind of look back on each each episode where we did our predictions. So we're not we're not going to read mm-hmm. our predictions from before the season, but we're yeah. going to maybe make our one our first quarter or or one third predictions of uh, mm-hmm. the uh, <clears throat> how the division will or how the playoffs will be split up. Yeah. Uh, so I think at Robin, starting mm-hmm. with the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one seed is going to be the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Se- second seed. I don't get me wrong. I want the Chiefs nothing more than to be the second seed mm-hmm. and to beat the Chiefs, but I, I still think the Chiefs are going to get the second seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then third, I think it's going to be the Bengals, mm-hmm. and fourth will be the Colts. Okay. And then, oh, and I apologize. The, uh, the wild card. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the wild card is going to be Chargers, then. Uh, let's see. The the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know what? Um, oh, this is tough for me. I'll mm-hmm. be honest. I'm trying to think between the Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to go with my gut. I, I will say the Dolphins. Mm, okay. So you have, you're through our wild card team, excuse me, with Chargers, Dolphins, and... Oh, and then I think just because the Ravens mm. beat the Jets and Patriots, they'll get in because they okay. do have the head-to-head. Okay. Uh, AFC for me, I think... You know, cross fingers that, yeah, especially the one, but I do think it'll be Bills one, Chiefs two. I don't go Titans three, just because I think they might have a slightly better record than whoever comes out of the North, and then Bengals four, and then Chargers five seed, Ravens six. Mm. Yeah, it is going to be a tough choice between those three AFC East teams. Right now, I'd say Dolphins just because they have the more, most talent and most experienced quarterback. But, you know, you know, this Sunday night game and the rest of the games coming up, they got to get it going. Yeah, I think we both agree, though, when it, mm. for, uh, for the uh, AFC East. I, I think mm. it, it most likely will only be one team now that I think about it, because the Ravens do have the head-to-head between the Patriots and the Jets. Yep. That being said, though, I think the AFC East wildcard spot, I would mm. not be surprised if either of the three teams get yep. it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I think we I think we were, we agreed, uh, with the exception of the Titans and Colts, I think we yeah. agreed on everything else, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Respectively. Except for the, uh, I, I do remember that you had the, Ra- the, uh, the Ravens above the Dolphins, but... Well, mm-hmm. For the most part, yeah. the same, mm-hmm. same thing. Uh, going to the NFC, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 
Eagles as the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just because with their reigning record, I, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I do have a love for the Vikings. I'll have Vikings at the, as the second seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Fran, third. Mm-hmm. And Tampa with the fourth. Uh, mm-hmm. Going through the uh, wild card, mm-hmm. I'm going to go Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I was just spitting them out as soon as I saw them. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Cowboys and the Giants will definitely be in. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to put them, uh, rank them higher. Did, I forget, did the Giants play the Cowboys? Yep, I've been the Cowboys one in New York, yep. That's that's right, that's right. So actually, you know what? Yeah, I will I will do that. I, mm-hmm. I will do Cowboys uh, first wild card, so the fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, then next, hmm, I think I'm going to go Giants. Mm-hmm. And then the last one's a little tricky for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either going to be the Rams no, I, I think the Rams, because the Rams have the head-to-head on the Falcons, so hmm. I think it will be the Rams. Okay. Seed. I'll go Eagles one. Um, hmm. I don't know if they're the second-best team in the NFC, but they might end up with the second-best record. I yeah, guess I'll go I with the... Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, so I agree with... I feel Vikings two. Um, I'll put... Hmm. Bucks got a little easier schedule, so I guess I'll put them as the three. And then the four, I'd put the Niners. Then Cowboys would be the five, and that would be a huge, interesting matchup. Cowboys, Niners, that great rivalry. And the rematch of the rematch of the game last year. Um, you know, and both teams, you know, feel like they have elite defense and the type of team that can make a run. So whoever gets knocked out first round, that's gonna be interesting offseason. But and then the six would be um, Giants, and then Giants against Brady. That would be a great wild card. And then the seven. Hmm. I do think I want to. Yeah, Rams have just enough elite, elite talent, excuse me, to survive all the injuries they've had. Um. So I have. So I'll have them as a seven. They play the Vikings, and hmm. I don't know if I trust Kirk in that game. I mean, if it's a primetime game, I don't trust Kirk in it, that's for sure. So I think we both agree that, again, I feel bad because I mm. love Tom Grossi, one of my favorite mm. YouTube, football YouTubers, but I, I don't think the Packers are going to make it this year. They, if they make a move at receiver or two, you know, I they, they could, they could whether change. it's Chase Clay, Claypool, Elijah Moore, DJ Moore, that changes things. But for right now... I will say if they do make it with those moves, I think they might edge out the Rams, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the Vikings are a little bit further ahead at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 w- I do want to agree with you on the, the Vikings point that I, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's the second best team in the NFC, but mm-hmm. they will, because of the record, will get the second seed. Yeah. And then uh, just to end the video, again, you love stories about football. That, that would be fantastic. A, a wild card weekend again with the storied 49ers Cowboys rivalry, and except will be flipped because last year it was at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that, again, you, you always love to see that rivalry. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, yeah. thank you guys for our coming to listen to our second parter. Uh, mm. This was a slightly longer episode yeah. than most episodes, but we, we're going to do two more of these. Uh, mm. We're going to do like uh, first third of the year, mm. then like second yeah. third kind of around right mm. after Thanksgiving or mm. the first week of December. Mm. And then we'll just kind of cap it off at the end of the season. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, fourth playoffs happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this has been a fun one. Long, fun one, though. Yeah, so don't worry. Uh, most episodes mm. won't be this long, but mm. you know, it's kind of it's kind of like episodes of shows, like the season finale mm. or like the yeah. third or sixth episode. There's an extra long episode. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys again for listening. This is Andy, and this is Robin. All right, guys, have a good one.